Hey everyone, I'm Matt Chapman and the host of Beta 5. This podcast aims to cultivate critical thinking about human development and best practices for building a stronger psychology, both for competition climbing and for pushing your limits as a climber, indoors or outdoors. My goal is to provide the best content for athletes who want to grow their understanding of how the mind works under high-pressure circumstances and build strategies for a bulletproof mental game. And it starts right now on Beta 5. He is the four-time U.S. bouldering national champion, most recently an Olympian who will be representing the United States at the 2021 Olympic Games in Tokyo, and he's also just a down-to-earth guy who has a lot of experience in competition climbing, and with that, a lot of wisdom. And he agreed to do an interview with me about his experiences at the latest World Cup in Meringen, Switzerland, where he put on a performance in the final round that, in my opinion, stole the show. So here we go. So this has been a crazy year, um, and I'm wondering what it's been like for you uh, preparing for the uh, the Meringen World Cup, especially given the fact that there has been no international competitions where athletes can sort of see how they stack up against one another. Uh, so what's your preparation been like, and, and how did you gauge your progress this year? It's been a, a little bit more intense, more more serious than years past. My coaches and me have put more emphasis on cross training for my climbing and mm. I think it's been helping a lot we've been putting a lot of emphasis on practicing competition while we've had no place to practice really uh over the course of 2020 yeah we've been pretty blessed with uh, having the training center in Salt Lake and we've had a lot of national athletes moving out to Salt Lake to train there so we have strong crews every day that we can we can push each other and yeah. but it has been kind of a big mystery about where where am I compared to the rest of the international circuit? I could see my progress, and I knew that I was stronger than than I ever had been. And so, you know, I, I thought, shit, maybe everybody else in the world is also stronger than they ever have been, or maybe they're not. But at least I've made progress. So I was I was really excited for my ring and really really just happy with how it went. That sense of progress, are you basing that on training data or just on a, a general feeling about your climbing? Mostly on feeling. We have been doing strength testing, but a lot of the tests weren't things that I've tested in years past. So it was mostly feeling. So you're ready for the first World Cup of the season. What's, what's your mindset coming into this? Mindset for qualifiers was kind of the same, same place it always is. It's a long round, five boulders, five minutes, and you just got to dedicate to keeping it together for for an hour while you're competing you know you can never take for granted that you're going to make semifinals you gotta you gotta really apply yourself to every boulder but then I found when I was out on the mats it was weird I, I kind of felt I felt like a veteran on the second and third boulders after I was done with them I kind of looked at them and I was like those boulders are not going to have a lot of tops and it's okay that I didn't top them and that's not something that I've that I remember doing a lot in the past. So that was kind of uh, progress in my in my experience and my mental dealings with failure in competition. Right on. You know, the process continued in semifinals. I've made what I consider be, to be a lot of semifinals. I feel like I've had a good amount of semifinal experience. And this one felt different in my ring. And it was a combination of having more confidence in my ability, knowing that I was stronger than I was last year. and also being able to like confront 
my feelings of stress and my feelings of like expectation. When I do really well in a qualifier round, it puts this weird stress on me that I should be able to make it to finals because I've already placed, you know, high among the field in the first round. And that usually works against me. So for semifinals, it was all about resetting, finding that same place where I was before qualifiers and competing from ground zero for a new round. When you come into a big competition like this, you know, where are you at with self-belief? Like, I'm wondering, you know, are there doubts that you're struggling with or are you, you know, so practiced in self-confidence and confidence in your ability as a competitor that you don't really entertain negative ideas? I am very confident in my, in my ability as a climber, in my uh, intuition to find beta while I'm on the wall. I'm confident in my competition experience and my mental strength throughout a round, but being confident in my physical strength has never been a part of the picture, really until this year, I think. I've always kind of felt like, oh man, you know, I'm really not the guy out here who's been training the hardest, but that's okay. You know, it, it, it is what it is. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to go out and give it what I can. And that's always worked well for me. Kind of that letting go of, of being totally as prepared as I'd want. But yeah, this year it's been, it's been something different where I can actually have confidence that I am on par for the physical strength that it takes in these international competitions. So what changed this year? I think it was my feeling in training. You know, I just, I felt like I was stronger than ever. I could train more hours in the week at higher intensity. Um, my coaches and my friends around me, they confirmed that belief that they, they told me I was stronger than they'd ever seen me. So I guess a big part of that is believing them, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then you arrive at M4 in the finals. And I, I have to tell you, man, that was one of the best tops I have ever seen in competition. Um, I would really love to hear you talk through where you were at in that moment, you know, given how, given how physical the boulder was and just how did you deal with falling on the first attempt? What were you feeling? When I walked out onto the mats, I was in a good zone. And my first attempt, it went better than I was expecting. And after I fell, I did feel totally exhausted. And I immediately knew what I was going to do. I was going to sit until 50 seconds and then give it one last Hail Mary. And the most important thing to do while I was resting was dry my skin out, slow my heart rate down, and try to get my body temperature a little bit colder to get as much friction as I could on those uh, fiberglass volumes and holds. I took a seated position, one that was comfortable for me. I didn't look at the crowd. I watched the timer out of the corner of my eye, but mostly just focusing on my breathing, you know, rehearsing beta, uh, kind of what I would do if I were trying a project in the gym. And I had nothing better to do than just look up at the boulder in front of me. You know, you weren't focusing on the fall. You're using that rest time to focus on solving issues that will improve your next attempt. Can you just talk a bit more about your approach to preparing yourself, especially how you zero in on, on issues of skin and body temperature? That's really interesting. If your skin gets sweaty in a World Cup and you can't stick to a hold, the worst thing you can do is try it three more times back to back to back because your skin's just going to get hotter. You're going to get less friction. So as soon as I fell, I knew I felt exhausted. Uh, I knew my skin was sliding when I was up there. And um, my only shot was to dry it out by lowering my heart rate, hopefully lowering my body temperature and just letting, 
letting the sweat evaporate, letting the chalk soak in. Yeah, thank you so much for that, man. Now, earlier we were talking about resetting and I would love to hear more about, you know, your visualization process. Is this a method that you use and and when and what does that look like? When I move out of isolation and I sit down in the chair behind the wall, I always do this visualization of myself sitting in the chair being like this central point in the middle of a circle. And the five boulders that I'm about to try are, you know, they're all in front of me, but they're evenly spaced and they all have empty boxes in front of them. And I make a commitment to myself that I'm going to try the first one. Either it's a green check mark if I climbed well or a red X if I didn't. But regardless of how it goes, four boulders remaining and then three boulders remaining. But after every boulder, I try to return to the isolation chair and find that same headspace, that same mental calm before the next boulder. Because I think the biggest mistake you can make in a long round is mess up on the first three boulders and think that it's all over for you and then not give 100% on the last boulder. That's one strategy that I've tried to take to combat that. And so laying in bed after qualifiers, uh, I tried to do the same thing. I thought I, I kind of connected to how I was feeling last night. And I looked at qualifiers, a green check mark to my left. Semifinals was in front of me, an empty box. Finals was a question mark on my right. And it was all about realizing that however the last day went, it was, it was not indicative of how I would do in the next round. Yeah, right on, man. What was surprising to me about the visualization was it wasn't like something that I just did once and it was like my mind was reset. It was like almost like massaging my my mental state into this relaxed position. I had to go through the visualization multiple times. If a stress came up that was fighting, then I had to like, you know, confront it and work it out. Think, okay, why am I stressed? Does that make sense? Is this something I can control? Yeah, understanding what elements of competition an athlete can control and which elements they can't is something that seems to uh, come with experience for sure. But what about those red X's? I'm curious, like how do you process those between boulders? If I feel like I didn't climb my best on the first three boulders, there's going to be a mental tax. Like I'm not going to come out to the fourth boulder feeling great. Yeah, I think it's important to realize that failure in a competition round, it's really it's impossible to completely forget about it before your next boulder. But if you can just get as close to that zero as you can, it's going to, you're going to have an advantage. So you are less than 100 days from competing at the Olympic games. And, you know, for many athletes, especially in other sports, you know, this is something that they spend their whole lives training for. Um, That must come with a ton of pressure. So, so what's your mindset, you know, as you approach this event? I'm trying not to feel, additional pressure. I'm trying to just look at it as another comp or another World Cup. Currently, it's not something that I'm thinking a lot about, especially after my ring in. I'm thinking more about, you know, can I keep my performance up throughout the rest of the bouldering season? That would be that would be amazing. That would that would mean so much to me. Whereas on the other hand, doing well at the Olympics would it would mean a lot to me, but it actually isn't what I've trained all my life for. Bouldering World Cup bouldering is what I've trained all my life for. And World Cup sport climbing is something that I'm incredibly inspired by. The Olympics is this historic, amazing event, but it's going to be over in 48 hours. And honestly, the podium is going to be decided 
almost as much by the luck of the draw as it is by preparedness. So, yeah, wow, what a what a healthy mental approach to the games. You know, I've got to say, I'm really impressed with not just your competition climbing, which is you know so strong right now, but your overall preparation, your attitude towards competition, and your mindset. You know, it just seems so well balanced. I appreciate that. It it doesn't it doesn't come without um, without a lot of time spent processing the experience and comparing it to other experiences and talking talking through it all with with my friends and fellow competitors as well. Well, thank you so much, Nathaniel, for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, I know we went a little past uh, the time I promised, but I know people will really appreciate your wisdom that you shared today. No worries, man. It was it was good for me. Awesome. I love this image of sitting in the center of a circle surrounded by five empty boxes. And regardless of whether the first box is filled with a green check mark or a red X, you return to that zero point, that point of calm, as Nathaniel said, and the only thing in front of you now is four more empty boxes. This is a powerful idea, you know, that, that the boxes are disconnected, that one doesn't affect the other, and the only thing in front of us at any time is our potential. Thank you so much, Nathaniel, for sharing your experiences and wisdom with us. Be sure to follow at Nathaniel Coleman on Instagram, and we will all see him at the 2021 Olympic Games representing the United States. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Beta 5. If you're interested in my work as a climbing and fitness coach, head over to coachmattchapman.com. If you're enjoying this show, please give it a review on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify so you don't miss the latest content. And we'll see you next week on Beta 5.